Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Hey, church, what an amazing sense of the presence of God with us. I just love the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. In Genesis, it speaks about that before God created the heavens and the earth, it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. And as it was hovering, God's word spoke and things were created. And I believe as we just encourage the atmosphere of the presence of the Holy Spirit within our life, I believe we create a seedbed for God to speak a word into our life that can help us in our now and in our tomorrows and in our future. We have just started a new series on staying on top in an upside down world. And you must agree that our world is a bit upside down at the moment. Things are changing all over the place. And I just believe that we can do two things. We can get swung off course or we can keep trusting God and believe with an optimistic mindset that God is with us and that we will get through this and come out the other side better people for the experience. We looked at a few things in consideration on developing this godlike mindset, this optimism. So we spoke about, I am in Christ Jesus. I am a child of God. We spoke about that Jesus is praying for us. He's seated at the right hand of God and he's interceding for us. We also looked at is that I see through my pain, my suffering, and my difficulties, and I see my future. Just as Job went through his difficulties and he had to process what he went through, he kept a good spirit and he came out the other side, better equipped to serve others, and also God was able to bless his life. As we go on in this subject tonight, I want to look at point four, which are my words are God's words. I am optimistic. Romans 8.31 says this, what shall we say to these things? And when I see that little phrase, what can I say to these things? My own response is that I'll just repeat what God has says. That's what I will say to these things. I will declare what God says. You see, when we first came to Liverpool, we've been here for probably a couple of years, and God just challenged us, you know, are we happy where we're at? We're in a small building, reaching a few people, and I felt that God challenged us, is this all you want? And something clicked within my spirit, and it just said, no, God, I want to reach a city for God. So out of that conversation or that impression I had with God, we went looking for a building. We went looking for land for our Liverpool campus. The only problem is we had no money. The banks weren't that keen on loaning us money. But we believed that God had said something in our spirit and challenged us and gave us faith to rise up and believe that we could do the impossible because it becomes possible when God is in it. So we believed, we confessed, 
We found the property that we are now on, which was just a vacant block of land. And we walked around that property and we were intentional and we declared that God, that you've led us to this property. And this was over a process of a couple of years. And it's amazing how the devil opposed us. Every inch of the way, it seemed like we're being opposed, but we had this faith within our heart that this was going to become a reality. We just declared, devil, you're not going to win. And it just built intensity and it built intentionality within our life that we were going to confess what God's word had said and what was resonating within our spirit. Amazing. God gave us a word from Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. And it was this, the God of heaven will grant us success. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Today, it's history. We went through the process of having nothing, kept on believing God, and God brought the right people into our life. God brought us in favor with the banks, and we saw God do miracles in our early days, and good news is they're continuing to happen in our church. They're continuing to happen in people's lives and in our campuses. You see, this church was birthed on a miracle. You see, if you have a word from God, you'll have the faith that will accompany it. And I just want to encourage you, if you've got a word from God and you just know it in your spirit, you're not trying to hype yourself into it, you just know it in your spirit, I want to encourage you today, whatever it is, for your health, for your church, for your finance, for your work, for your children, for your marriage, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of it. Don't let the devil fear you out of blessing or don't allow the devil to shout you down. Don't let him steal your voice or your conviction. Declare who you are in Christ and declare what is yours in Jesus' name. I believe in that confession. You confess what Jesus says about you. You repeat the words that God is echoing in your spirit. You ask me why I can be an optimist. I want to tell you it's because I can get hold of the words of God and I can repeat them and I can confess them and see God's word become a reality. The fifth area is God is for me. Romans 8, 31 to 33 says this, what shall we say to these things? Listen, if God is for us, who can be against us? It says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Let me read verse 32 out of the message version. It says, so what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, I want to tell you today, encourage you, I can be optimistic and so can you because God is with us. If someone doesn't like you or they gossip about you, and tell lies about you, and exaggerates, and blames. Remember, God is for you. It's God who justifies. It's God who vindicates. It's God who will see you through. I just remember as an apprentice, 
I had a really good boss. And I was just young. I was just 14 and a half and had all these big people around me and he would protect me. You know, and, you know, sometimes the guys would give me a hard time, you know, and the boss would come up and say, hey, you leave him alone. And I used to think, well, if the boss is for me, what can a fellow employee do? And I want to tell you, if God is for you, what can the devil do? I just want to encourage you, always remember God is with you. Keep walking with him. Don't walk out of step. Keep leaning in and just believe for the best to come within your life, even though there may be suffering, even though there may be distress and hardship. Through it, God is with you. God is working for you. He is with you. He is not against you. Come on, time to declare it. God is with me. Say those same words. God is working for me. My life is coming into alignment with Jesus Christ. Point number six, whatever happens to me, God works for good. Romans 8.28 says, we know that all things work together for good. For who? For those who love God and to those who are called according to his purposes. I know you love God and I know you're called according to his purposes. Come on, let's keep aligning ourselves with the love of God and the purposes of God for our life. See, the devil will always mean things for evil, but God intends things to work for good. In our first year here at Liverpool, Cara and myself, 38 years ago, she was struck down with a mystery illness. She was in hospital. The doctors couldn't find what was going on, and she was in there for a while. But one weekend, one of my friends came and ministered in our service, and then we went and visited Carol. And we were talking there for a while and then he disappeared and later on I found him down the car park. I said, oh, what's going on? And he says, John, I just really feel this is demonic attack. The enemy's trying to take you both out because he sees what you're going to accomplish over a period of time here in Liverpool. And Karen and myself, we made a declaration. Hey, the devil is not going to take us out. We still fight the battles with Carol's health but I want to tell you, as you keep relying on God, he sustains you, he strengthens you, and he works everything out for good. Nothing is going to stop our praise. Nothing is going to stop our optimism. And if you have not got your miracle yet, keep believing. Keep on living in the moment. Don't let time wear you down, where you start to get cynical and negative. Keep on believing God. If someone's hurt you, forgive them. If you're suffering, let that suffering mold you into a person that's beautiful and sweet and the presence of God flows out of your life. If you've lost your job, come on, let's believe for a better one. Point number seven, when I'm weak, he helps. There's so many reasons why we can stay optimistic. Romans 8, 24 to 26 reads like this. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Hope is in the mind and you're believing for it for the future. If it's now, it's no longer hope because you got the reality. But it says here, for we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does still one hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with 
perseverance, believing it is going to succeed. Then it goes on to say, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Oh, come on. We've all got weaknesses. We all have our bad days in life. We've, we carry things in our life that, um, oh, I just wish I was stronger in this area. And it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for sometimes we don't even know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Hey, when you're down, just remember that God will strengthen you. When you're hurt, God will hold you. When you're alone, He's there. When you're weak, he comes in and makes you strong. Even the Apostle Paul, he has had some weak areas in his life, and I'm not talking about morality. I'm talking about areas of his physical life or it might have been just a messenger of Satan, something that wasn't happening right within his life. And he learned over a period of time that if he didn't focus on his weakness, but if he kept on focusing on what God wanted him to do, he found he was well able to do it. And that's why he could declare that when I am weak, he is strong. So I don't look at my inabilities. I look at his ability. When I'm weak, he is strong. Even on my bad day, I get to know him more. You might say, why am I optimistic? Point number eight, I'm an overcomer. It's the promise of God for my life. Romans 8, 38 to 39, and he says this. This is the Apostle Paul over a period of time. He says, for I am persuaded. That word persuaded is he was convinced. As you keep walking with God in optimism, you'll be convinced about a lot of things. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul says, wherever I go, God is there. No matter where, no matter what, he is there. Psalms 139 and verse 7. This is King David talking about the presence of God. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall uphold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide me from you, but the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. Do you know that in God there's no darkness? He's light. And even when it's dark, it's still light to him. He sees it all, and he sees you, and he holds you. Tell you what, optimistic I'm not just optimistic because of what I see, but I'm optimistic about what God says and what God sees in me and for my future. I want to encourage you today. We can be optimistic. Number one, 
I am in Christ. Jesus is praying for me. I see through my present pain and distress and hardship and see a future victory. My words are God's words. Number five, God is for me. Number six, whatever happens to me, God works for good. Number seven, when I'm weak, he helps. And number eight, I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. And I just pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will just get these words tonight and just massage them within your life. In the world, there's crazy things going on. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of uncertainties. But we can be certain of one thing, that he's the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And he who started the good work in you, he'll complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Father, I just pray for each one of us tonight. I just believe for your presence. It's your presence that makes the difference. And I just pray that in your presence, that our minds will start to be renewed, that where there's been negativity, where there's been fear, where there's been scarcity, where there's been God, we don't know what's going on, that Lord, that will filter all of our fears, all of our worries, can concerns to you in prayer and that we will find the peace of God and the optimism that will keep us strong in a world that's so uncertain. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Ruth is going to come and share something powerful that God's been doing in her life. See you soon. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.